Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Julie Miles-Lewis. She's the author of Moving Mountains, Discover the Mountain in You. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Great to be here. Now I hear your friends call you Jules. Is That's it okay right. if I call you yes. Jules? Okay. Uh, so first off, Jules, tell us about the title. What do you mean by the mountain in you? The mountain itself can be seen uh, as an obstacle or as an opportunity, and I like to see it as an opportunity to reach higher perspectives and uh, a new outlook on, on life and the world. So moving mountain could be metaphorically moving the mountains that stand in the way or climbing them to reach uh, new heights and get a new perspective on life. All right, so moving or climbing. All that said, who's the book for? Who do you want to pick up this book? Who can yeah. benefit the most? I think many people can benefit, especially when they're in transition and they feel a little bit stuck and they need to get a different perspective because it's a very easy book to dip into. and It's got lots of stories, bright ideas, and uh, wisdom and insights from all the traveling that I've done. So anybody that feels that they're in a transition, they're feeling a little bit stuck and they need to transform, get a new perspective, a uh -huh. different outlook, um, see things from a different point of view, it's a great way to get moving when you feel stuck. And the book is very personal. So I'm curious, when did you discover the mountain in you and how did that lead to writing the book, the genesis of the book? Gosh, I was pretty late started because I climbed my first mountain when I was 40 and uh, had my kind of Like literally Eureka. climbed a mountain. Okay. Literally climbed a right. mountain when I was 40. and. Uh, had that eureka moment at the top, thinking I'm on a mountain, I'm on a natural high. Ooh, mountain high, that would be a great name for a company. Um, so I started a company in 2003 called Mountain High, leading expeditions. And that's what I've been doing for the last kind of 14 years. Right. So that's really when you kind of realize that you are strong. You think of the characteristics of a mountain, strength, stability, resilience, magical, um, weathering the storms. Uh, so there's a great quote, stand like mountain, flow like water. And I think it's a great analogy for 21st century living. Say it it's, again. Stand like mountain, flow like water. So okay. there are times in life when you do need to stand strong like the mountain, and there's times when you need to kind of let go and flow like the water. Right. So uh, it's, I think it's yeah. a great analogy for business, sports, and life. It is. I want to mention, you talked a little bit about your travels, Jules. You said you've led over 55 expeditions to more than 20 countries, including the Arctic and Antarctica. So the question is, how do expeditions and mountains sort of parallel to the business world? How can we use those lessons yes. in our everyday life? That's a great question. And I think I can see a very, very strong parallel. When you decide to climb a mountain or go to a country, you have to have vision, clarity. You have to know where you want to go, how you're going to get there. Usually have a team. You've got to have courage, confidence, resilience, be action-orientated, um, solutions-focused. And I think all of those traits are the same traits that you really need to succeed in business. And you talk a lot about resilience in the book and why it's yes. so important. You just mentioned it. Tell us a little bit about your resilience. Definitely it's the ability to bounce back after setbacks, um, whether that's from heartbreak, uh, financial failure, empty pockets, uh, being blown off a mountain, um, just things that challenge you, that kind of knock you off your feet a little bit. So it's the ability, as my late mother-in-law used to say, to cowgirl up. Cowgirl and that's up, to literally right, like luck that. up, get up, dust yourself down, and get back on and ride with the change and, and focus on what you can do instead of saying, why me? And when you think about resilience, it starts at a really, really early age when a baby's learning to walk. 
walk. It mm -hmm. falls down so many times. And as a parent, you'd say, come on, come on, get up. You wouldn't say, forget about it. You've right. fallen down five times, don't bother. Um, so in adult life, in business, in sports, in our life, it's really important to be able to have that um, resiliency factor to be able to bounce back higher and stronger. So what do you say to people, though, who have a tough time with resilience and get knocked down and they have a hard time getting up because they keep getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down? What is the secret? You know, what can you benefit from from reading the book? Um, basically, it's taking a look at certain factors like stress management, decision making, dealing with conflict and deciding, are you climbing the right mountain? You know, when I talk about the nature of business, it's what really comes natural to you uh, rather than forced. And when you look at the business uh, nature of business, I think it's important to go with the flow and do what comes naturally to you. So it's deciding whether you're climbing the right mountain, well, to that, be honest with you. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So when a leader has a feeling of sort of, you know, this insurmountable mountain to climb, yes. how do you fix that? What, what is your best advice in terms of what are the answers you can find in the book? Um, there's lots of answers actually and it really depends, you know, it's finding your tribe, your support network because nobody climbs the mountain on their own, they normally have Sherpas and guides, rope to help them get to the top. So asking for help is a sign of strength, not of weakness. Um, being actually physically, mentally, spiritually and emotionally at one and, and really uh, ready for peak performance. And I think, you know, there's a movement factor, but then there's also the stillness, the grounding and the calming because we very rarely make super decisions when we're stressed and overwhelmed. So to really kind of come back into our center and ground, you know, the book's about moving, but I do talk about meditating as well. And I think, you know, mindfulness, uh, yoga, tai chi, it's not just for hippies, monks and artists, you know, top leaders and CEOs and athletes are using this as a real tool to ground and center themselves and focus and, and, and really get clear on their vision and how they're going to get there. So in terms of the contents of the book, is this solely based on all of your personal experience, your entire life? Is it only a certain amount of time from when you climb that mountain at age 40? Sort of, what, what's the timeline? It's very exciting because it's a combination of my story and around 29 stories of clients that either climbed real mountains or gone on long journeys, um, got themselves out of, of uh, you know, a financial difficulty, a relationship, a business scenario. So lots of different stories from men and women, cross-cultural, cross-generational. So when we talk about diversity right. in business, this is a real book that really focuses on the diversity and how you can learn from different cultures, different ages and different backgrounds. So that there's something that everybody can identify with. Definitely. Okay. And really easy, bright ideas, things that you can just dip into. I often just kind of open the book and think, what do I need to know today and open it? And there's a bright idea or a quote uh -huh. or a story that just jumps out at you and really gets you back on track. C-Suite Radio. You talk a lot about this fusion of uh, personal and professional leadership com uh, concepts. And yes. a lot of us like to separate our personal from professional life, but you actually take the opposite side of the coin. You say no, it's really important to merge them together. Why, why is that? I'm a great believer that your personal life impacts your professional life and your professional life impacts your personal life. So the book really is all about leading by example and, and leadership starts with you. If, if you can't lead yourself, how do you expect to be able to lead others? So it's really thinking, eating, moving, sleeping for peak performance, being a beacon of light for you, for your team, for your organization, for your community, mm -hmm. and uh, leading by example. So when you start with yourself, you radiate energy, you become alive, you're happy, you're joyful in your leadership journey or your adventure journey. Everybody else around benefits from that and they, they get into that vibe. And you talk about being a leader, it's so important to sort of carve out some stillness. Yes. Right? I'm sure there are a lot of people saying, you know, I don't need stillness, everything's going great, I like moving and grooving, so yes. I, don't, I don't like to stop. But you say it's really important. 
it's a, it's a yin and yang, isn't it? When people talk about work-life balance, I think the concept of balance means that it's equal. And I, I kind of think there's no movement there. So I, I like to think about harmony. So it's not just work and life. You've got family, friends, adventure, learning, growth, development. So it's having everything flowing in harmony. Mm -hmm. And there's times when you want to be quiet and sit still and reflect. Uh, and you don't have to go to a top of a mountain to do that, of course. Right. You could do that anywhere. Um, and there's time when you need to move. So it's time you know when to sit still and, and reflect and focus and then to really kind of take a quantum leap and get moving. So, Jules, aside from the physical mountain you mentioned earlier that you've yes. climbed, tell us a little bit about some of the personal mountains that you've had to, to climb and, and sort of overcome. Sure, I think it really started at an early age. And when I was 11, I went away to boarding school. It was like, how come I'm not staying at home? I'm, I'm going to boarding school. I'm sleeping in a room with 30 other people that I've never even met in my whole life. So that was kind of early stages of independent, being in a completely new environment, out of my comfort zone, and, and kind of... Uh, uh, learning and growing through that. Uh, certainly moving to the Middle East, a lot of people say, how can you live in the Middle East? It's a completely different environment from the UK, where right. I'm originally from. Uh, and we should say, I mean, not only living in the Middle East, you've lived in many places in the Middle yes. East, and you're always on the go. You don't meet many people who live in the Middle East on a daily basis. Why did you gravitate there from the UK? I like the kind of very, uh, it's a melting pot, cross-cultural. There's so many different nationalities there. It's so vibrant and so alive. And the UAE in particular is a great place for a woman to be in business. Um, uh, th this year they appointed five female ministers. And so when people say, do women have a great chance there? And I say, yes, they do. It's very, very easy. And I like, I'm curious. I, lo I love mixing and mingling with different people. Uh, that's just the way that you learn and grow. You know, you ask a young child, what do you think about this? You know, ask somebody that's 10, 20 years right. wiser than you, what do you think about this? Ask somebody from Africa, from, you know, from the ends of the earth, you know, because we've all got very, very different, unique perspectives. And if we all think the same, um, it gets pretty boring. So I like that dynamic right. of mixing and mingling with different people. Sure. My mom always used to say, if we all had the same opinion, life would be boring. Yes. It's One good that we conflict. <laughs> right. It's good that uh, everyone has their different take on, yes. on everything. There's so many stories and adventures and anecdotes in the book. Is there one that sticks out to you? Um, it's a lovely Zen quote, actually, and it's move and the way will open. Um, we often feel stuck, analysis, paralysis, what do I do, where do I go? And the minute you start taking that first step, um, that's when ways open, people come, you know, resources. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, yes, sit still, but the minute you start moving, that's either moving your mind, your body, or geographically, then the way always opens. And did you have the sense of adventure from a young age? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just kind of within you? Yes, I believe so, and, and I really encourage more people to have that sense of adventure. Even in your own hometown, you know, take a different way to work, try something new off the menu. If you've always worn a black dress, wear a red dress, yeah. you know, learn a new language learn a new skill. Expand it's, your skill set, expand, right? Yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're meant to grow. It's like nature. You plant a seed, it grows, it flourishes. Right. And then, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I wanted to get in a couple of, of the core concepts, Jules, that you talk yes. about. You talk about uh, meditate, come to your senses, affirmation, and power of three. How do these help, uh, you know, leaders today and people even not in the C-suite? Why, why are those four core concepts so important? It's a great question. At the end of each chapter, and there's 10 chapters, four core concepts that come into it. And we talk a lot about movement in the book, but the meditation really is the stillness and the silence and being able to sit with yourself. Because mm -hmm. if you can't be with yourself, how do you expect others to be right. with you? 
to really uh, zone in and, and kind of feng shui the mind. You know, I, th I think 21st century living is mental obesity. We've got a thousand things going through our minds. That's, uh, a, that's an interesting phrase, mental obesity. Yeah, wow. it is. So to just uh, to let go. So that's a meditate. That come to your senses is really about being very present because we can be dashing around and not really taking everything in. Mm -hmm. And we forget about seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, sensing all around you in your environment. So it's very easy to kind of uh, be on autopilot and miss so many things. Sure. Uh, even when we're walking on the trails, I'll say to people, just stop, look from where you just come from, look ahead, look aside, look up, look around you and, and come to your senses. The power of three, um, it's basically a kind oh, of... Oh, yes. We have three little yeah, stones three there? three little stepping stones I was wondering what those were. And it right. was kind of... It could be stop, start, continue, um, live, love, learn. And when I first started Mountain High back in 2003, it was to do something and to offer something every day to my clients to free your mind, energize your body, nurture your spirit of adventure. So it's a kind of became a mantra. You know, what's your power of three? Make three phone calls. Uh, make three decisions. Uh, mm -hmm. Three is the number of creativity. One and one is the third way in middle mind. So it's, uh, it's a great number and that's a, a concept. Right. And of course the affirmations as I am strong, I am the mountain, uh, you know, saying things in the present as if, as acting as if it's already happening rather than I don't know how to do this, you know, I'm learning how to do this. Right. Uh, yeah. Simple, but you know, sometimes life gets so complicated yeah. we forget the basics. I can't believe we're out of time, but I'm yeah. curious, what is what is the next adventure for you? What is the next mountain that you're about to climb? Um, I'm taking a group of people to Bhutan next week, which is oh, pretty wow. exciting. Not many people know about this lost Himalayan Shangri-La kingdom, so that's going to be very exciting. Wow! Uh, using the book Moving Mountains as a, a concept for a leadership training course looking at Moving Mountains Foundation to encourage the, the next generation of leaders to move their mountains through sports and adventure. Wow. And of course, another book at some point. Right, of course. And I have to say, I think it's so fitting. You know, your middle name is Miles, and this whole book is about, you know, sort of look at all the mileage you've, you've accrued. So exactly. it's pretty, uh, so you were meant to, meant to do this, meant go to climb out. There yeah. you go. Uh, thank you so much for being here. The book thank is really you so insightful. Much too. Yeah. And if you'd like more information on the book, all you have to do is go to our website at csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.